<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 80. 80. Of speak on it. Next week will be 81, which would be a, a nod to Kobe's 81. If, and if, according to LeBron, he knew that 81 game was on the horizon. I am your host, Danny Ocean, is always joined by the smoothest man on the planet. <laughs> oh, yo. It is, it is so funny. First off, uh, I want to start by saying this is the Jerry Rice episode. I knew there was an 80 that we were forgetting. That's this it. is the Jerry Rice episode. This is the Steve Largent episode, the Chris Carter episode, the James Lofton yeah. episode, the Isaac Bruce episode. Let me start by saying that these legends out the way. But it is honestly hilarious that we're at a point right now where people are looking at LeBron James and saying, yo, dog, you may be one of the two best basketball players ever. But you are the number one greatest liar this league has ever seen. Like, like, yo, I think at first it was just like a running joke. Like, all right, we know Bron lying, but that's just Bron to Bron lying to lie. But it's like, mm -hmm. all right, dog. Now they've been we've been building a case with you with these lies. The, the books, the, the books, the the Godfather, dog. The, yo, he was like, yeah. What's your favorite line from the Godfather? Bron was like, <laughs> I mean, there's there's so many. Just, just peak, peak so lion. Uh, they said, "Yeah, what, what's, what, uh, what's, what's your favorite uh, part of that Malcolm X book or whatever that you read?" He said, uh, "I mean, all of it's really, really bad." <laughs> just, just, I appreciate it. I love, I appreciate an elite liar. Like I and appreciate then, lying, and not, and not lying about stuff that matters. Lying about stuff that we do not care about. Like if he said, I ain't finished the Malcolm X book, let me get back to you. Cool. Nah, like he sat there like, hmm, how can I get out of this? Now, the, I think my favorite, my my favorite uh, Bron line, outside of the, I knew Kobe was going to score. I knew I knew Kobe was going to go for the record. Uh, my favorite line is when they was asking about the Liverpool legend. And he was like there and Bron was, uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, I, I I remember, I remember when he was in in the club. And I was just like, yo, bro, yo, come on, big dog, come on, big dog. Uh, Danny, before we get into our housekeeping items, um, and, and kind of get us going, I think collectively, you and I both uh, wanted to, uh, as unfortunate as it may sound, start this episode off sending uh, condolences. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, we want to send our truest and deepest condolences to the University of Virginia, the University of Virginia football program, and the three young black men, black men, who were murdered uh, th this earlier this week. Uh, again, it's it is unbelievably um, sad at at uh, at a country with. Um, that's supposed to be such a, a leader and develop uh, a leader and pusher of, of democracy in this country that we continue to ha have and face these these same issues when it comes to gun violence. You would you would think at some point, actually, no. Let me let me let me stop that. Let me let me let me say this: the more these incidents happen, the more it just shows you us as people who and what the powers at be really really care about. Yeah, it's the, the UVA thing hits hard because I don't know. Same you state, were, three hours away from yeah. where a, a nasty, nasty, disgusting, similar incident went down uh, maybe about what, what, 14 years ago or so? Yeah, it's been like 14 and, years since. And, and for all, for those who may not be familiar with 
Virginia, uh, the University of Virginia and Virginia Tech. We're talking about uh, two schools that are three hours apart, two and a half if you're driving in a car. We're talking about uh, uh, talking about two schools where like families usually are split in half because somebody went to UVA and somebody went to Virginia Tech. Uh, I know throughout the most of the time, the, the beef is, you know, the sports beef is usually real with UVA and Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. but Hokies for who's dog? Because this is absolutely, it's it's just sickening and so heartbreaking because these are three young men. And I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm seeing men who are younger than me with a whole lot of life to live, mm-hmm. losing their life to, to senseless gun violence. So uh, rest in peace uh, to, to, to the, the three young black men who, who lost their life. Rest in peace to take off again. Um, we, we just, at a certain point, we have to stop looking at our government to try to do better. And we as people need to do better. But we should also pay attention to the things in which our government wants wants to really put time and resources into stopping. Because I know they had time to make sure a certain student debt relief uh, program got shut down. But when it comes to protecting us Americans and, and really strengthening these gun gun laws, Oh, now it's semantics. Now it's we got it state by state. It. Okay. Yeah. For for me, it hits extra hard because I used to work in UVA athletics, and some of my old colleagues are still there. So it just it kind of hits a little extra hard. So yeah, everything you said, everything you said. Um, with that being said, uh, as always, this show is brought to you by GoingForTwo.com. Uh, we are at the halfway point here. At the season, um, going through that comp where we're prepping for the playoffs, we're prepping for championships. A lot of teams are either going to make or break themselves over the next couple of weeks. I know I am in that category after this week, but we'll talk about our fantasy teams later in the show. But again, head over to going through.com for all your fantasy needs. I'm still in first place, but the, the margin of error is really slim now. And Zach Ertz is now out for the year, so I'm kind of like. Tight end was my only weakness, and it now my real. tight end is gone. About that last, last week, we were like, "Yo, yes. I said a tight end. You don't really have any weaknesses." And now my tight end is gone for the year with a knee. But we'll talk about that later. First, we're gonna let you know right now. You can have Pat Fryman. <laughs> I mean, Jeff. he's better than or like Jeff. Whatever you want. Like it's either yeah. him or or Evan. Um, Evan Ingram. The, Evan, not Evan, yeah, Evan Ingram in Jacksonville. Well, again, we'll get to that later because I have a lot of thoughts and I'm going to to the group for some from some assistance. But let's start with NFL. Uh, week 10 is behind us. Uh, and we had a lot of weird games this week. Uh, the Bills had the most craziest ending to a football game that I have ever seen. They fumbled the game to the Vikings. Jay Jetta make the catch of the year. Not even a year, like of the millennia. Yes. It's better than the Odell catch. Like the Jay Jetta, like dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's he, him. And yeah. Eagles oh, pass yeah. over. Um, your Packers dead in the water before the game. Hopeless. We didn't think about anything. And the Packers beat the Cowboys in overtime. It's so uh, it's so funny, too, that we talk about the, the Packers. Because remember last week we talked about uh Teams that like our teams, like we would like that our teams kind of struggle to match up with. And yep. you were like, yo, the Cowboys, the Cowboys look at y'all as the as the team that they just struggle to match up with and beat. And I was like, yo, there's just 
I think I remember saying this. Yo, yeah, you said the Cowboys good. should. There should be no reason that the Cowboys should not take us out back and handle their business. Oh man, fourteen point lead going to the fourth. I mean, you just you can't script that. Go ahead. You go can't ahead. and losing in overtime. Chiefs beat the Jags. The Dolphins didn't they? The Dolphins outlast the Browns. Bucks beat the Seattle over in Germany, and the Giants, the New York Football Giants, are eight and one. They're eight and one, right? Are they seven and two? They're eight and seven, one. They're seven and two. They have two losses. One to one to Dallas. They lost to Dallas. What's their second loss? I bet you they I lost. Thought, I thought they're the same record as the Eagles, but the Eagles have the tiebreaker. Are they seven and two? They yeah, you're it. right. They, you're right. You're right. They're seven and two. They the only other eight and one team. Yeah, the Vikings are eight and one, and they're only lost to the Eagles. That's why the Eagles are the number one seed. So, D, what are your two big overreactions for Week Ten in the NFL? Oh man, are we are we talking real overreactions? Let me start with the most obvious overreaction that I know you all are waiting on. The Green Bay Packers are fucking back, baby. Here we go. Oh yeah, we are fucking back. What does that mean? That means we are back to having a victory Monday, dog. Yeah, it's so good to say those two words after, what, four or five weeks. Uh, man, big overreaction number one, Christian Watson has arrived, and he is here yes, to he stay. Has. And it would not surprise me if we look down a couple years from now and we look back at this wide receiver draft and we say, Green Bay took Christian Watson in the second round. That was a steal. That is my overreaction number one. My overreaction number two. Mm -hmm. The Bills should not have beaten Kansas City the week they beat Kansas City. Ooh, okay. And this is why. I think after they won that one, they got a little too high on themselves. And they were just like, all we got to do is keep doing like all we got to do is show up to other people's uh, arenas or our own arenas, and we should be able to just outbeat everybody that we play because on paper we are a better team than most people. And I'm telling you, they after they beat Kansas City, they was just like, as long as we stay ahead of them, they got to come to us. Yep. But they always forget that this always happens with Kansas City. They're gonna Kansas City gonna lose a game they should not lose, which I'm guessing. I'm looking back at it now, is definitely the Indianapolis game. Yes. Definitely Indianapolis game. Yes. They lost they then they lost to the Bills, which was supposed to be okay. Now we at least got one loss over y'all. We're gonna be all right. And now what happens? They go play the Jets and they think, oh yo, no, these jokers are some suckers. We're gonna run them straight out of here. No, no, Damn. no. That hard to win a road divisional game. Then you come back. Then you come back. And not only do you lose that game, but your quarterback gets injured. And I think this injury is little bit worse than we're going to give him credit for. Now, granted, Josh Allen was out there playing. Like Gator J said. Gator J said uh, in the chat, Josh Allen's injury is more than we know. Then you come away from that 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 game and you have an injured quarterback. I think he's a little bit more nicked up than nicked up than we they want to like give off. But he's out there playing. So I then have to say next week you have the Vikings coming to town. As an NFC North fan, I'm looking at this Vikings team and I'm saying, this is the football guys rewarding y'all for how many fucking games y'all lost nastily last year. <laughs> now y'all are winning these games. Don't get it mistaken. Y'all are still the Minnesota Vikings. Really? Push the shove. 
Y'all are the Minnesota Vikings. And if the Buffalo Bills weren't the Buffalo Bills, y'all would have lost this game. Dog, the Bills should not have beat Kansas City when they did. Because I'm going to tell you what I think is about to happen now. I think Kansas City, they might lose one or two more games rest of, rest of the season. I think the Bills are I think the Bills have two more losses in them for sure. For sure, I think they got two more. Oh, losses. they're gonna lose to Miami again. Hold on. Well, they already lost Miami in Miami. I wonder if that game well, it's already cold outside. So I'd love to see Miami in Buffalo, like when it's cold outside. That'd be very interesting to see. I think the Bills got two more losses. And I and I think this loss of the Vikings is going to be the loss they look back on as if we would have won that game, we would have tied with Kansas City for the best record in the AFC, and we would have had the tiebreaker, and they're going to come one game short. And I think this is all going to be a snowball effect, right? Stay with me. It's all going to snowball because they're going to – you know those two are going to find their way back at the AFC Championship game. And I'm going to tell you, if this thing is back in Kansas City, Dog, they if not I, get, if, they're not getting this shit off. They're not getting that shit off again. If our quarterback can 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 do a QB sneak, we could have home field advantage. That's wild. It's because I'm I'm telling you, Kansas City is one of those teams. You know they're gonna lose, they're gonna lose like two, two games, two to three games at least a season. They have no business losing. Mm-hmm. Then you have to factor in at least one or two divisional losses, and then you have to factor in a loss just to another good team. That's, I mean, I can tell you this, but I mean, they they gonna be they gonna beat the, the Jags game. I can tell you they gonna they gonna handle their business like that. But like a, I'm, I just I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a little smooth. That's my two big overreactions. What about you? The first one for me is the opposite of you. I I as a I'm starting to take Minnesota seriously. I was on that bandwagon with you, but it's something about and I know it was very flukish. But when you got a man like Jay Jetta. Oh, yeah. Like when you when you got a cat, well, I can just say, "Hey, dog, oh, you yeah. over here, oh, bet yeah. that Be makes nice. all the difference in the world nice. for Kirk Cousins." Like Dalvin Cook is nice, but I don't know, man. Like seeing Justin Jefferson just take over like that, like I'm taking the Vikings seriously. He's different, man. He is dog. so. And as a Packers fan, I, ha- I, you know, obviously we play him twice a year, and he always going to give us he going to give us the business. But yo, Justin Jefferson. I don't know who Justin Jefferson is. I'm going to be honest with you. Even though he is on my worst team, I I would I would still draft him at number three all over again, just so I can be a small portion of his incredible season. Let me ask you a question. Who is the best wide receiver in the NFL? Well, I think it's... You only get one, and it's probably going to be between Jetta and Hill. But I think I think honestly, how are we ranking them? Are we talking about in terms of overall overall wide receiver, all of it? Honestly, I might I, I might take Devontae Adams. If I'm take, talking if we, about if we're talking about like a, a a nightmare, a matchup nightmare. That's Tyreek Hill, dog. You you just can't game plan for that because there's I, no way you can coach speed. That is a fucking nightmare. He gives DBs hell. If we're talking about right. pure route running, Cooper Cup. He gets right. DB cell for 60 minutes. How about this? You start in a franchise, you get one stud at wide receiver. Who are you picking? Who is it? I think I might take Justin Jefferson given his his yeah. age and his ability. For one year. We're talking about one year. Oh man. One oh. year. Who would you take? I might take Cheetah. 
Might okay. Yo, yo, as someone who's a former sprinter, I've one race Tyreek Hill and tell you that speed is legitimate. But two, I know speed is uncoverable, dog. There's there's no there's there's no uh there's there's very few like coverages that can just game plan for yo, I can just beat you to the spot before you get there. And that's Tyreek Hill, dog. It's but I would say like a young stud in terms of a young wide receiver, I would take Justin Jefferson. But if I had to just take one for a year, oh, Tyreek Hill. Okay. So this is a, I think this is an extra, uh, this is my third overreaction. Okay. And this is more so a statement to you people out here. Stop playing with Tua's name. Stop playing with Tua's name. <laughs> I hear y'all out here. Before Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle got there, before the season started, y'all said, how is he going to deliver them the football? Now he's delivering the football, and now y'all are saying, oh, you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. You should be good. Hey, yo, dog, I'm going to need y'all to keep the same energy when my man Patty Mahomey was out there throwing to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and everyone was saying, yo, you're out there throwing to Tyreek Hill and Travis. No. Good players are good players, and someone has to get them the football. If y'all put respect on Patrick Mahomes' name because he was out there side arming and slinging dick the way he was, then pause. put respect on pause. 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 pause me, play me, play <laughs> me, damn it, play me. Put respect on Tua's name, man. We need to put respect on Tua's name. When if if, if Tyreek Hill, the league's leading receiving. Uh, the league leader in receiving yards comes out and said, this is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, and he had to lead the league in re- receiving yards, then let me tell y'all something. He not lying. He not lying. You got He got two wide receivers in, like, the top ten or top five. Top five. Like, top he's five. not lying. Tua Tagovailoa is currently sitting on my bench right now, and the only reason why I do not start him on a weekly basis is because I have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Mm, you really – I, I had two. I have two in one league, and Tom Brady was my starter. But Tom ain't seen the field ever again in his fantasy league. No, fam. I was trying to tell other folks in this particular league, yo, somebody, please come take Tua off of me. Like he is going to sit on my bench and just rack up points. Everyone's like, Tua, I want Tua, I want Tua. All right, dog, go start Kirk Cousins. You got it. No, go enjoy. Ahead. Enjoy it. You. Fam, this is the same dude who said, yo, I think I'm going to ride Carson Wentz this week until Dak Prescott's back. I said, hey, yo, dog. Okay. Well, he going to lose. My second overreaction is, Jamie, you're not playing about Donovan Peoples-Jones, and you can see yourself out. <laughs> Door's that now, way, dog. Door's over there, my man. But, uh, but no, the second one for real is, uh, I think, can we say Justin Fields has arrived? Like, Can we, can we, yes. can we get excited about Justin yes. Fields? Yeah, yes, yes. I, I, let's let's start by giving mad shout out, mad love to Justin Fields. Yo, Justin Fields, I remember when certain folks, certain analysts out here me. saying you was a bust, you couldn't do it. They- wasn't me. I was a Justin Fields believer. I wanted him to go to Atlanta. Justin I wanted Fields, Justin Fields in Atlanta something. because that felt right. When you get a true wide receiver one, you are going to be a problem. Yes, because Claypool is not a wide receiver one. Like, yo, can you imagine if they get dog? But what I don't want, Justin, what I don't hope is, what I don't hope is that the Bears turn 
the Bears turned the Bears into the NFC version of the Ravens and then followed the Ravens oh, yeah, game yeah, 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 yeah. of not getting a true wide receiver one. It, like, it would not surprise me if, um, if like, the Bears try to trade for a big name, like, tight end. Don't know who that would who that could be, but I, I, I could definitely see the Bears trying to become the Ravens of the NFC, and I just don't think I don't think that's I think Lamar and Justin have similar but different skill sets. But Justin Fields has arrived. I love he's it. Arrived. He's doing his thing. Um, he can't win any awards, but man, he's playing incredible. Yeah. He's playing he's taking the next step can you see it like you can definitely see he's starting to take that next step. you can you can see that he, he can find and it's amazing even like i said clay pool's not a wide receiver run but he is competent it's amazing what happens you just get someone who is competent running routes uh kyle said jets 49ers falcons panthers broncos who else messed up by passing on fields kyle Ooh. i'm so glad i'm so glad you said this the Jets and Zach Wilson are going to figure it out. I think Zach Wilson's a little better than he gets credit for. No, just, Zach Wilson is cheap. I just think no. I just think whenever Zach Wilson sees the New England Patriots, like he really shits his pants. Zach, like it's 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 quite wild. The 49ers, hmm, Let's just wait and see what what uh, Trey Lance comes out to be. He got hurt. He won't play in. He's playing yeah before he got hurt. Falcons, Falcons. Listen. It is so obvious y'all do not trust Marcus Mariota to throw that damn football. If you don't put Desmond Ritter in there, what are we doing, man? Dog. Hey, what are we doing? Tell me Justin Fields in Atlanta just doesn't – like that well, Like that draft, I was like, oh, my God. Like that's just – it's that Vic Jr. Sense. Like it just felt right. Mm-hmm. No, they need to put Desmond Ritter on the field. They need to put Desmond Ritter yes. on the field immediately. Panthers. Yes, Kyle. Panthers. You have traded for Sam. You have used draft capital to trade for Sam Darnold mm. and Baker Mayfield. And the best mm. quarterback on your team is the guy who came from the XFL. And not only that, you guys are planning to on going back to Baker Mayfield this upcoming week. So it's clear y'all, similarly to the Colts, are openly choosing to tank. So, yeah, y'all fucked up on passing out on uh, Justin Fields. I don't think the Giants fumbled it because I think the Giants the Giants have something with Daniel, Daniel Jones. I think they're no, figuring they it out. I'm telling no, you, man. Daniel, Danny Dimes don't be playing bad, man. Danny Dimes don't be playing nope. bad. Um, Broncos. Now, Kyle, this is where I'm right here with you. On paper, do you know the Denver Broncos defense does not have a peer in the league? They are, by most me- if you add most metrics together, the Denver Broncos defense does not have a peer in the league in terms of competition. They are the best. So I look at this team and say, Y'all gave 250 million reasons why you could have just kept Drew Locke and figured it out from there. Sad times. I don't know, though, because Drew Locke didn't beat Geno. Like, Drew Locke is still a backup. But I would take him over Russ. Yo, I, I just know when, when Denver called Seattle about Russ, that that front office was laughing. Hey, yo, dog, y'all want what? I got you. Who? Yeah. Like, who? Okay, we got you. He on the way. Like, fam, like he probably like they they probably was like, yeah, hold, let me let him know he's on the way to y'all right now before we even sign these papers. Yo. I'm trying to be is it too early to say? Is it is it is it early? Is it okay enough now to say the Broncos made a mistake? Yes. Because they look like ass. They look god awful. I feel like if 
if you're in the locker room right now and you're a Broncos player, especially particularly on defense, what are you saying? Dog, we are not the issue here. No. We're holding teams to 17 points. 17 points a game. I think it's probably It might be. They were probably over on the sideline this weekend like, yo, dog, Derrick Henry not even going off. Derrick no. Henry not even going off. Are y'all serious? Yeah, they, they are allowing 16.6 points per game. And no, it's first you. in the league. When you look at a lot of metrics, the Denver Broncos defense has no peer in the league. It's it's at a point now where I'm looking at Nathaniel Hackett and I'm looking at Russell Wilson and I'm saying, this is not working. Speaking not- of speaking of the AFC West, oh, Las man. Vegas Raiders. Why it. are they so booty? Why do they why do every week we talk about who's the most embarrassing loss of the week? And I feel like more and more we're talking about Vegas jumping into that conversation. Oh yeah. Why are they so ass? They fired John Gruden. I'm just start there. That that franchise started going downhill when they fired John Gruden. I know, I know what he. I'm not justifying his actions, but yo, know, there's a reason why Mark Davis went back and hired John Gruden, and there's a reason why, just strictly in regards to football, John Gruden is very much respected, very much respected. Now. I'm not going to speak about his personal stuff. Obviously, we know about that. But just from a football standpoint, there is a reason why John Gruden is very respected. Okay. <clears throat> so, the reason why the Raiders are so ass is because since his departure, they they released a number of first and second and third round picks. Mm-hmm. They they went and spent money on the offensive side of the ball. And, and, ho- and they brought in like big name defensive players, i.e. like a Chandler Jones, but they never figured out how to put all this talent together to win. You cannot tell me that an offense that has Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, uh, Darren Waller, and QB'd by Derek Carr, who's not as bad as everyone gives him shit for. You cannot tell me this team should only have what? Two wins? Yep. Two wins. You shouldn't be losing... Fam, you remember a couple weeks ago, maybe like a week and a half ago, when uh, the the Lakers played the Lakers played Denver and Denver and no, the Lakers played uh, fuck, Lakers played somebody and beat that team, and then like two nights later, the Brooklyn Nets came into town and played that same team and lost, and the next day Steve Nash got fired. Yes. I can't remember the team, though. I can't remember the team either. I feel like we are maybe one or – no, we're one more loss away from, I think, a very similar thing happened. Who do the Raiders play this weekend? So you want to know something funny? I'll look that up real quick. Actually, Rita, who do the Raiders play this weekend while I try to make a point? So I was listening to Boman the other day, and like, yeah, in a perfect world, they would fire Josh McDaniels, but – he has the theory that Mark Davis can't afford it because apparently the owner of the Raiders is one of the brokest owners in the league. Like in regards to his peers. So if you fire Josh McDaniels, you're going to have to pay the rest of that contract out. And Bomani was like, yo, he didn't got the breath for that. So you've you got to keep him. You know why? Because I, I think they're still, I think this Raiders organization is still playing, paying a lot of people who are not currently on staff. Yes. And that's why that might be why he's broke too. To Bomani's point, they're still paying John Rudin. 
Yeah, they're probably still paying. Um, oh, duh, what's who? Mike Mayock, the old GM. They yeah, that's yeah. Like, it's, good luck, Vegas. Good yo, luck. At least you got I the aces. Go ahead. No, go ahead. At least you got the aces. They're WNBA champs. They are. Shout out to my girl Asia Wilson. Girl, you are ten out of ten five. Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought thinking about goddamn Asia Wilson. Let me tell you what a fine woman will do. You listen. Uh, <laughs> listen. Listen. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to, I didn't lost my train of thought. Uh, damn. damn. Yo, I she got you like that? I started thinking about her running the finals, man. She was, she, she was balling, was she? You know what? Since we're talking about basketball, talking about the Lakers, let's talk about some NBA. It's been a whole lot of action this past week. Oh, uh, yes, on Sunday alone, we saw 250 burgers. 250 burgers. One from Darius Garland and then in beat 59. That boy bad. That boy. He bad. Listen, he coming for the MVP. I'm here for it. Also, on another note, uh, he cut ties with FTX, the, the crypto company, uh, after they filed for bankruptcy. That is a wild-ass story in and of itself. If you have some time, go look up the FTX Board and how this is all playing out in the public. It is hilarious to a degree. Um, and on the low, the Golden State Warriors are struggling. And every time I turn around, Clay Thompson is saying some quote about how they doubt him. It sounds like you, you, he makes it sound like he came back from cancer anyway. Um, and Kyrie still isn't playing basketball. Uh, what NBA storyline do you want to focus on? Oh man. Um Okay, I want to be silly. I want to be silly. I I'm gonna be, I was going to be I was going to be serious, but I want to get silly. Miami Heat, dog. Yes. Yes. Let us let us talk about the Heat and who is trying to make a bid to buy the rights to the Miami Heat Arena and the Miami Heat should take this money. Listen, I'm going to be silly. What I'm about to say, please. Please. I want y'all to know this is all jokes, but Miami Heat, you got to find a better way to wash that, to wash your money. You got to find a better way to wash the cartel's money, dog. You have got, fam, FTX, fam. You, no, you know who is making a big cartel's money, Miami? Oh, man. Fam, this is Do you bad. Know... What are we doing? Oh, it's beautiful. That's what they get. They... What was what was the old the old name of that? Uh, arena it was the American was, Airlines. American, American Airlines, Airlines had that my hand, the Heat Arena, and they have the Mavericks Arena. Mm-hmm. Like they had both of them. Mm-hmm. And so, and so I was I was always like y'all should never change. American Airlines is cool. Y'all got it. You know what I'm saying? That's a cool name. So then when other teams start giving name rights to stadiums, I'm like, okay, let's do it. Y'all giving one out to FTX. So y'all saw the Lakers give one out to Crypto.com and was like, oh, we can do something similar to that. Y'all went to FTX. Dog, listen, I think the, the, I think the owner of FTX, he's currently not in this country right now. I, no, he's I, not. I, I, think I think he's, he's being not. held in another country for extradition. Like he was trying to get to a country that does not extradite and got caught in a country that does extradite, if I am not mistaken. <laughs> but... Do you know who is trying to make a bid for the naming rights for the Miami Heat? Bang Bros. Bang Bros. Welcome to Miami Heat 
basketball. This is Bang Bros Arena. I am here oh, with Pat Riley. God. Pat, oh, what on the floor? Do it. Damn. We Damn. need this. I'm going to get – yo, can we start thinking of outrageous companies that should just put in a bid for the Miami Heat? Pornhub. Yeah, start off. Why not? Pornhub, Brazzers, uh, uh, only can you imagine? Yo, OnlyFans in the Miami – yo, the OnlyFans arena in Miami might be <laughs> – That's it. The OF arena. That fit. That's it. Welcome to the OF arena. And then you know what you could do? For for bobblehead night, it could be like the most popular OnlyFans streamer. It could be like a bobblehead, but her instead of her head bobble, it'd be like her booty. Yeah, no, they're they gonna call that content creators night. <laughs> if you're a content creator on OnlyFans, please you get into the game for free. You know what I Hey dog, them boys. Jimmy Butler would retire. <laughs> Jimmy Butler had more kids than Nick Cannon. Oh man, man, <laughs> let me tell you right now. <laughs> If they make, if they made, because Miami is already a hard city to be a pro. It's up there with LA and New York and team as as in like city. I would say it's harder. I, oh. I would say LA and then Miami, and that's a oh, that is a dog. Can you imagine? First hundred people to the arena get a free subscription to your favorite OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm gonna take it a step further. You know, every team, depending on who your, depending on who your, uh, who your sponsor, like whoever named your arena, if you got to do like some commercials and partnerships with them. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine Jimmy Butler in the OnlyFans TV commercial? <laughs> hey, with big face coffee. Hey, my name is Jimmy Butler. I'm a, I'm a professional basketball player for the Miami Heat. But if you're a fan of me, you can't be my only fans. But I know where you can be only fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Oh, we got to speak this into existence, dog. Pat Riley, Pat Riley, you <sighs> have to find another way to watch the cartel's money, dog. I mean, but you can watch it with porn, though. That's like that's oh, the most man. that's the most tried and true business. Oh. Oh, like can you like man. for the like can you imagine if like so Bang Bros get the name and right they're gonna have um oh yeah and, and tonight's winners get to sit in the DP section like <laughs> <laughs> you can you can see double the action from the scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying, dog. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, okay. Okay, so my next question is, my next question is, what the hell do you think the Miami Heat did when they tried to cash the check from FTX and that son of a bitch bounced? Oh, Pat Riley reached into his suit jacket, got his switchblade and said, where that boy at? <laughs> Pat Riley, Yo, you, know what, you know what Pat did? Pat called Udonis and was like, AOU, check bounced. <laughs> Be like, hey, yo, dog, we're going to sit you for the next five nights. I need you to go find him. I need you to go find him. <laughs> I need oh, you to call man. Rick Ross. I need you to call whoever. DJ Khaled. I need you to find this guy. You don't. Oh, know. man. I just I just know they're probably like, <laughs> FTX, FTX uh, sir, uh, we just tried to cash your check. And it is and it's saying. This um, line has been disconnected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh man. man. 
Uh, oh no, Gator. Gator say we talk about this and your camera get blurry, sir. Right. Oh man, dog, that oh. is funny. But in all seriousness, prayers for everyone involved. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I've heard about the money that has been lost in FTX and in crypto, and I'm gonna say this. If that was my money, I would have go. I would have went and found my man in that country. I would have went and found that man in that country. Matter of fact, it, it it was clear that none of them, none of them hit us, none of them hit us mm-hmm. invest in FTX. Because if they did, my brother, oh, got it'd be a wrap. It'd be a wrap. Before we before we move on, I do want to say one more thing. Don't forget, next time you're at a heat game, go get refreshed at the squirter station. So moving on to college football. No, wait a minute. <laughs> no, wait a minute. On a, on a smidge serious note. <laughs> on a smidge. <laughs> on a smidge serious note. The Brooklyn Nets. Y'all are going to have to listen. I know your PR team is working very hard to figure out what the fuck are we going to do. It was one week ago. What did I say? I said, y'all have ostracized this man Yep. in a way that y'all are either going to have to back, 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 backtrack the way the way y'all handled him or y'all are going to have to let him go because yep. there is there is no in-between. Y'all put that man on a cross and let the world burn him, and now y'all know y'all need him, and y'all got to either cool him off and heal him or you got to let him go. But I'm gonna tell you, I, I, I listen. You know he was only supposed to be suspended five games, right? They on game number six tonight. He ain't playing. Players don't know what's going on. You know what that tells me? That that it tells me when uh, Kyrie, Sean Marks, and Josiah met, they were they they probably quickly realized Kyrie is not anti-Semitic at all. They quick, I think they quickly realized that, and now they now I bet you the real internal battle is. Probably like, yo, Kyrie, you can't. Your views are your views, and it's clear you're you're not you're not actively, intentionally trying to spew hate. So we know your views are your views. Please be cautious on the views that you put out in the public. And Kyrie is probably somewhere like, yo, I'm Kyrie Irving. I have this platform for a reason. I want to speak. I want to use my mind. The Brooklyn Nets are like Brooklyn Nets. I, pr- I promise you, the Brooklyn Nets are probably telling them, please, every time you talk. We get attention. That's just not what we want. And he's probably like, I have this platform and I'm not trying to skew anything wrong. I just want to get message out there. I'm telling you, the Brooklyn Nets are going to have to, I think the Brooklyn Nets, if I were the Brooklyn Nets, I would come out with a statement and say, I prefer their you know, collaboration and, 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 and chatter with Kyrie while we don't agree and while we collectively, while we collectively acknowledge and, and, uh, What's the word um, when you don't agree with something? Like just uh, all I got is disagree. Disagree. Like we vehemently disagree with anti-Semitism and the, any type of hate speech. But at the same time, Kyrie Irving is one of ours. He is our family. We have brought him back. We have understood his understood this ways, and we are thinking of ways to move forward. They're gonna have to come out with one of those. You know what I'm saying? It's, listen. The statement should not come from Kyrie. It has to come from the Brooklyn Nets. Has to. Or it's going to be ugly. 
I just don't know when else he'll play for him after this. Well, you know what he could do? He could always buy tickets to the glory hole suite at the Miami Heat Bengals Arena. <laughs> it's so funny. Man, they would have him in the owner's box. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the glory hole owner's box. <laughs> College football, dog. Oh, man. Um, they write themselves. It's too funny. Oh, my gosh. I'm crying. Okay. Um, college football. Talk yes. us to it. Holla at us. All right. So this week, LSU, they solidified their spot in the SEC championship against UGA. Oh, they didn't beat UGA, but they will face UGA in the SEC championship. Uh, let's see. Because uh, they beat Arkansas. That's right. Uh, Bam bounced back. They beat Ole Miss. Uh, mm-hmm. Clemson beat Louisville, UNC beat Wake Forest, TCU uh, will continue to roll in the Big 12. I forgot they beat. I guess the only thing left on T, only big dog left on TCU schedule is Oklahoma State, right? Now they, beat, they already beat Oklahoma State. Came they already beat Oklahoma State. State. So who's left? Um, I think they got, they might have to play Baylor. I think from now, I think their biggest thing is just like, you got to remain undefeated and you cannot take anyone lightly. I'm all, I'm all in on TCU. By yeah, the way. I, I, I feel the horned frog from here. Yeah. Um, pause. Uh, Ohio State and Michigan are still undefeated as a, this clash. Could, uh, that's next week, right? Mm-hmm. That is next week. And then Oregon fell to watch. I watched that game. Uh, whoever the Oregon coach is, Bo Nix is on the sideline saying, Hey, dog, put me back in. I'm okay. And he's like, Nah, I think. And then you lose the game. So that's on you. With mm-hmm. all of this, what are your thoughts on the, the latest rankings by the committee? Let me see if the committee has released the rankings yet. Uh, yeah. No, they have not. It is on late tonight. It comes out. Oh, wow. Nine o'clock. Okay. Nine. Okay. All right. So top of the hour. Okay. Well, I can tell you who I think should be in the top four. I honestly think the top four is going to remain the same with UJ, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. But I will, I will say this. Over over after Saturday, I was just listening to a lot of the analysts and you know reading and listening to people talk about Tennessee and their chance to get in. And what really kind of irked me about it is Tennessee is not going to win their conference. And I, to me, you cannot justify. I don't care what conference they in or what their fucking record is. You cannot justify putting a team that did not win their conference nor even played in the conference championship game in Correct. the college football playoff. I agree. And I need I need I need analysts and people who claim they know college football to stop putting out that message to the world because what happens is when they keep putting out them type of messages, what happens? When the rankings come out and it's four teams and all four teams are conference champions or played in the conference championship game. Now you're getting Tennessee fans like, oh, but we already beat LSU. But we beat LSU, but they're a two-loss team. We beat them in Baton Rouge. Okay, yeah, you did. But you know what you didn't do when you needed to? You didn't beat the team you needed to beat to get. And you got throttled, right? It's one thing to lose to UGA like on the last second field goal. Then maybe you could convince me, yo, UGA beat the piss out of you, and it was evident early that and, game wasn't close. And I'm telling you right now, the analysts are setting up UGA. I mean, not UGA. The analysts 
and the people who cover college football are setting up Tennessee for failure. I think the playoff committee is too. Take them out of the top five, six. You need to let it be known that this is a good team. Yes, this is not a college football playoff contending team. They had their opportunity. It's gone. Because this is what I – okay, so this is what it don't make sense to me. If – if um, If we all know that the winner of Ohio State, Michigan, knocks the other one out of playoff contention, yes. Why does the same? Why do we not hold UGA and Tennessee to the exact same standards? Well, because SEC is a superior conference. Is it? And that's that's that is the idea. So my question to you is: so instead of Tennessee, would you put LSU at five? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm putting LSU at five. I'm putting, I, actually, I am I'm, with that. Yeah, I'd put LSU at five. Yeah, because yeah, Oregon lost, and I would say, yeah, LSU yeah. had probably the better win. They went on the road at Arkansas. Tennessee, I mean, who did Tennessee play? They played Vanderbilt put, at home. Like, yeah, I'm putting yeah. Like, LSU five, and I'd yeah. put USC at six. Yeah, because like we, we need to start. I think that's the issue, and I think that's how we got to this expanding the playoff thing conversation going. Because the media kept pushing these narratives like, Oh, this team, I mean, this team still has a chance. Like, they've always done that ever since the first time two SEC teams got into the playoff that year. They've been do, They've been pushing this narrative. How do you justify? Even I saw Booker McFarland trying to say, uh, I don't know, if, if Michigan beats Ohio State or if, uh, uh, Michigan loses to Ohio State by three in Columbus, I still think they have a potential argument for that they should be it. And I'm like, yo, dog, are you smoking crack? You no. won't even be in the Big Ten championship game. Right. It's it's like I don't see how we can have a college like you can't have a playoff in college sports and not take conference champions. Correct. This is not basketball when you have sixty four or whatever teams, and of mm-hmm. course you're taking the best teams from which of which. This is football. This is a violent sport. These are these fam. But you know do you remember? Saying? Yeah, do you remember? And someone in the chat, if I'm wrong, correct me. Like there was a time. When the Big 12 did not have a championship game and they tried to pull that co-champion shit and the committee was like, no, neither one of you are getting in. Have a championship game, crown yeah. a champion, and then we can start talking. And I believe that's what happened. I think Oklahoma got in one year mm-hmm. because they were the outright Big 12 championship champion without having a championship game. But there was a time when the Big 12 didn't have a championship game. And I think like Baylor and I believe it was Oklahoma were co-champions and mm-hmm. they were like, no, neither one yeah, of you are getting in. And championship game. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell y'all this: the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve, when the Big Twelve is done with their conference uh, championship, I think the other Power Five conferences are soon about to follow. What? Not have one? Not have Gator. any divisions? Yeah, I, I I wouldn't mind that at all. Gator said that was the BCS. Are you sure that was the BCS? Because I feel like when the college football was first introduced. Like Oklahoma got in one year, I believe that was Baker's Heisman year, or they got mm-hmm. in and they played in the Rose Bowl or something. Hey. Gator, if I'm wrong, let me know. Hey, I could have swore there was a time. They the Big the, Twelve. They played the Orange Bowl against Clemson, and they got that might down. be it. I think that's it because because ba- Baker played in the Rose Bowl and lost. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I'm Baker pretty sure there was Rose a year Bowl against uh, UGA. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, uh, but. No, I, I think because I start thinking about I start thinking about uh, 
there's two conferences, and let me tell you why I think that a lot of conferences are going to emulate what the Big 12 are doing. I look at the SEC and I look at the Big 10. Think about the SEC West and that the Big 10 East? Yes. Yes. Freaking Iowa? No, no. Whichever division in the Big 10 where Ohio State and Michigan is and then the Mm -hmm. SEC West. I look at those two divisions and I'm saying every year we know the conference championship, the conference champion is literally coming out of this division. Why do we have divisions? Why, like, why do we have divisions? SEC is looking at it like, hey, yo, dog, every year Georgia just beats the hell out of Vandy, Kentucky, uh, Florida, Mizzou, whoever, whoever. And every year Bama has to play LSU, Missis- Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, A&M, LSU. I mean, these teams got all played fair. I and love the idea of no conferences. Like Oklahoma, you're just like, fam, there, there doesn't need to be any divisions in the SEC. Let's yeah, everyone plays. Yeah, I I love the idea of no divisions. Gabe and J said, go ahead. I was going to say, like, and then uh, I think there's some conferences. It's I think it's better with divisions. I think the Pac-12, go ahead and keep divisions. Because y'all just – because the Pac-12 is a jumbled mess. Like, I mean, really. I don't – you just never know. Year in, year out, you don't know who's going to come in. So I think divisions are cool there. But I think in divisions where it's clear one division is just straight out the best division in this conference, and we just need to cut the divisions, I go to SEC and I go to Big Ten. Um, you know. So Gator J, back to the Big 12 championship. Uh, Gator said once the playoff committee got in, it was the one true champion conversation. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and he also noted about you talking about uh, divisions in 2025 when Texas and OU join. There'll be 16 teams in the SEC, and that will change the layout. Um, I think, I think uh, speaking of that, like 16 teams, I mean, how many – they play how many non-conference games? What, two, three? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, you could either take one non-conference away and then have everyone start playing each other or – yo. That would be interesting. Listen – at what point, okay, and that's another thing I think is going to change because of the playoff committee. Eventually, teams are going to have to, like, I think the playoff committee is trying to push Power 5 schools to start scheduling non-conference games with each other. Fam, you're not you're not winning me over playing Eastern Washington and Southern Illinois every year. And well, so that, that's more so to help those small schools than it is to help the big schools. Like, those schools get a lot of money. A lot of schools earn their budget for the year. By going up to Bama and being sacrificial lambs. Yeah, I, I would. I would say. Um, I guess. I guess I should say this: true college football playoff contenders. And I think we've had this. We've had the system now for what eight years now. So we know the teams that are legitimate contenders and teams that true legitimate college football playoff contenders. Your non-conference game should always be Power Five schools. Period. I just, yeah. I just, so like, instead of Montana State, go play Syracuse. And I want there. There are some. There are some schools out here. They they don't care. They they will play you whatever. Whatever. Bama is one of them. Like, well, granted, they they have like games against the Citadel and stuff like that. But check Bama's. Bama do not be afraid to play anybody. Anybody. Uh, UGA. I'll give them that. Like you, UGA. Low key, they'll they'll get they'll play a non conference game. Um, Oregon really don't be able to play anybody either. They're like, there's a couple of schools. I'm like, yo, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Clemson, 
Clemson. Oh, Dabo, I will give you this. Dabo is not afraid to schedule a game versus anybody. You know why? That would be looking at the Dabo is looking at the ACC like it's sweet. Because it is. It is, man. We so sad in the ACC. We are so sad. Yeah, what do you think of Drake May? Who's that? The quarterback uh, for UNC. And they're saying older oh, freshman, like is he, he's a true freshman, right? They're saying if he was draft eligible, he would be like QB one. And I'm like, yo, chill how out. do we get here? Like, how do we get here? Chill out. All right, chill out. Ready to get into the quick hitters? Let's do it. So Monday night football, Commanders and Eagles. Right, do you have any quick thoughts or quick hitters on that? Honestly. Yesterday's game is the definition of any given Sunday. Le- legitimately, we we do all this analyzing. We look at all the numbers and so on and so forth. Sometimes, yo, someone just kicks your ass. Someone just kicks your team's ass, and you just got to live with the result that day. Yes. And that's kind of what happened last night. I went to that game thinking – Eagles plus 10 and a half, and, and, and it's not even going to be – they're at home on a Monday night. It's not like, – this is going to be a beat down. And literally, from the first time Washington got the ball, and they put an emphasis on running the football, and they were converting, and they were staying ahead of the sticks, I said, oh, yeah, I haven't seen this game before. As a football fan, we've all, we've all seen our team play that game where you just cannot get the other team off the field on third down, and you just know roster for roster – this team is not better than you, than your team. But for some reason, your team cannot get off the field. Hey, what do they say? Yeah. The other team gets paid to play football, too. They do. Go ahead, my brother. I'll let, you, I'll let you talk. The floor is yours, Eagles fan. The I only have one thing. That ref must be a college ref because when he took a knee, he tried to convert the third down. Realized he couldn't do it, ran backwards and took a knee. The play was still alive. And if we're using that logic, when Quez Watkins fell after catching the ball, he should have been down because that, that's a college rule. Like when your knee hits the ground, the play is over. Heineke tried to convert a third down. It's not like they were in victory formation. Someone jumped across the line to hit him. He tried to convert a third down. He scrambled and then took a knee. The ball, the play is still live. He didn't slide. He took a knee. How many times do we see players fall, not be touched, get up, and continue to play? But I think I think the thing with Quez, though, when Quez initially caught the ball, rolled over, no one had touched him. And no, I think one touched, they, no one touched him. I'm saying if we're using the referee's logic, oh, I see uh, if, we're, if we're using his logic of, well, he was down and gave himself up, Oh, Quest caught the ball. He gave himself up too because he dove to catch it. He had given it right. How many times that's have we it. seen? That's not giving yourself up. That's he got up and tried. He no. got up and made the football play. <laughs> so here's here's my he argument to, to that. That's why his knee at the ground. Here's my argument to that. So Taylor puts his knee down. The refs don't blow the whistle and the clock keep, clock keeps running. Then what? Or he puts his knee down. The defense thinks he gave up and they stop pursuing him. He stands up and chucks the ball to, to McLaurin for a first down. No, no, no. He's not doing that because I'm just saying, but like how many times down. do we see running backs fall, not get touched, 
get up and keep running. No, no, no. Are you talking about Quez or are you talking about Taylor Heineke? I'm talking about Taylor. I'm talking about the last play. I'm talking about the late hit play okay. on Brandon Graham. So I think I think the big issue with that is I think it was the way it looked versus what actually happened. I think because I think a lot of people are trying to more more you can argue semantic wise, that's a that's a funny penalty to call at that point in the game. But I think the eye test, when you see it live, you gotta throw that flag because you gotta protect quarterbacks. They're, look, if they're going to protect I, any position out there, it's going to be the quarterback. I hear if you. and when they do it, is all. If and when they decide to protect quarterbacks, is always untimely. And that I can say was a very, very untimely penalty. But I, I don't think it was this. the most egregious one. I still don't think it's the most egregious. Yeah, the face mask one was absolutely yeah. bonkers. For me, it's like if you have a team that's willing to push the envelope, like a Bill Belichick, like who's to say you don't try that play? Have Mac Jones take a knee. Defense gives up. He gets up and throws. Right? Like, you have to touch someone so they're down, especially in that kind of situation where he's trying to convert the third down. Again, it's not victory formation. We know what time it is. And, like, Brandon Graham cheap shots him. Like, he tried to convert a third down. He took a knee. He is live until someone touches him down. Let me tell you something. The reason why that won't happen, which you're talking about, like the, the little trick play there in the NFL, is because, my man, they're going to make sure that you feel that yeah. inverted. You are not going to be, you are going to go back to your offensive coordinator and say, yo, take this play out of the playbook for good. And that's why I don't think you'll see it. That I was mean, a, but you saw, like in college, Asher, Kenny Pickett with the fake slide, right? Same you saw what they immediately did afterwards? They, they changed that. Yo, dog, we're not letting you do that. We, no, no. Because if we, if we, because, because then if we let you do it on an open scramble where you, that clearly wasn't the original intent, then what happens when someone decides a play like this? No, no, no. Someone's going to get hurt. No, we're just going to take this out, which is smart. Because, yo, when you decide to give yourself up, let's just call it down. Brandon Graham just made a bonehead play, and sometimes that just happens, Joe. I mean, let's be let's be real. I don't know if that really would have. I don't know. Eagles would got the ball back with like thirty five seconds left. I don't know. That would have I mean, it's worth. Yeah, all I need is a chance. Yeah, was a Speak, Speaking of putting your quarterback in danger, Byron, Byron Leffridge went into Tom Brady's ear and said, "Hey, dog, I'm gonna let me throw you a shoulder fade. Yeah, a back shoulder fade. Are you ready? Just like Can we you- practice." Talk me through that. Show me your reaction when you watched it live. So I'm gonna show you because I'm gonna show you mine. I just I just stuck my head in the pillow. I was like, yo, they trying to lose. <laughs> like if you're you're if you're a, if you're like an eight and one team and you're up by twenty one and you want to put on a little show for the German fans, that's cool. But dog, you fighting for your life right now. <laughs> you on the verge of being in the lottery. Like you on the verge of being the top ten draft team, and you out yeah. here. Throwing, having Leonard Fournette throwing back shoulder fades to Tom Brady. Look All at right, man. Kyle said, didn't the Patriots try that already? Yes, and they failed miserably. So I'm watching it. As it happens live, I said, that when Lenny when Lenny got into that throwing motion, I said, no, this Negro is not. <laughs> and that man. Man, it was a terrible throw. It was a terrible throw. Brady, old ass, gonna try to high point it, high point it, then slip. Man, Tariq Wooden was like, "Yo, this might be the easiest interception of my life." You just, you, y'all about to help that's, me win defensive of the year. Oh, I man. just like, can you? Uh, I'm trying to think of what. 
Todd. If they would have lost said, that game, dog, someone would have to see see the offensive coordinator in the locker room. That good dog, thing they won that game. Dog, can you imagine like Todd Bowles in the headset, like Byron, you call that play again, I'm gonna beat your ass in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> I will beat your ass and you will yo. be without a job. Hey, yo, do you think the 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 Rams, the Cardinals are gonna give people their money back for making them watch a preseason game? Yo. <laughs> Did you know that both of these quarterbacks were gonna be out up until like yo, I found out like Sunday, Sunday that both Yeah, like so, yeah, red zone was like we don't know. Red Zone didn't know until like like Scott Hanson was like, "Dog, I don't know who Kyler or Matt Stafford are playing." Yeah, I'm sitting like I had picked the I had picked the Rams uh, minus three and a half, two and a half because I was like, the Rams always beat the Cardinals. This is an easy layup. And then I literally found out that day that Matthew Stafford wasn't playing, that Kyler Murray was questionable, and I said, "What the what, fam?" Yeah. I could I was watching Red Zone, and Scott Hanson gave somebody tickets to the game. And at the end, he said, "We don't know if uh, Matthew Stafford and Kyler will be there." I was watching. I said, "Man, if you don't take them fucking tickets back, dog." Who the who wants to go watch John Wolford and Colt McCoy? And Colt McCoy got hurt. He did get hurt. Like he dog. He did yeah, like they they took that to the absolute deadline. I, I know. Uh, I know. Some fans were calling that the Rams sales department. Like, yo, can I get my money back? I don't. I don't know. I, I know you're not charging me for this. Yeah. Uh, yo, we talked about the Jeff, the fighting Jeff Saturdays, a little bit <laughs> in, up in Indianapolis. Jeff Saturdays. But I need to know because let's just think about the situation, right? Right. So Matt Ryan's playing bad. Yep. The the the. Frank Wright comes out and says, we are going with uh, whatever the white boy name is. Oh, right? wow. They, they, uh, God, I forgot his name. They played him for, they played him for two games and they have bulldozed in both of those games. Jim Ursay then goes on to fire Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger. So they, start, they start Sam Ellinger for two games. They get steamrolled. Yep. Then Jim Irsay fires Frank Wright because now he has reason to. This team has one win. They have tied with the one-win Texans. Like this is bad. He then, not not shortly after, he hires Jeff Saturday. Correct. And Jeff Saturday benches Sam Ellinger for Matt Ryan. Yep. And then they go out and win a game. Correct. And now you're thinking, wait a minute, hold on. Did Jim Irsay intentionally tank for two games to justify firing Frank Wright? And if so, my G, you could have done the exact same thing with Matt Ryan playing quarterback, and you might have won two games, and you really might be in true playoff contention. Here's the thing. Jim Mercer don't want to be in true playoff contention. Jim Mercer in the race for CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, and that kid from Kentucky. Let's see where they are on the tankathon. See where the Colts are drafting. Right now, the Colts are 15th. Dog, that tie is going to bite them in the ass all year. Right now, they are drafting 15th. Had they been, had they not tied and been four and six, they could be up to 12. 
that half a win. It's gonna bite so them in the ass. Point, rest of the year. Now you gotta now you gotta ask yourself why did that they really t- so so you think Jim Mercer really tanked then? I think I think he's still trying to tank. So here here are their next games. They play Philadelphia Sunday, Pittsburgh, Dallas, Minnesota, the Chargers, the Giants, and Houston. I could see them beating Pittsburgh and Houston, and that's it. They're being generous. Now, first off, Pittsburgh's not letting them beat them. Yeah, that's, that that feels like the T.J. Watt game. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a nightmare for a replaced quarterback. The Texans, Texans, honestly, the Colts are going to be one of the teams in there that they absolutely have no business beating. I just need to know who is it going to be because the, the Colts are starting to be the team that if you lose this team, your head coach, we got to look at them. Just a smidge, smidge funny. Dog, we have to watch three Colts primetime games before the year's over. They have a Monday night game against Pittsburgh, the Sunday night game against Dallas, and then a Monday night game against the Chargers. Dog, we got to flex these Monday night games. I am not watching the Indianapolis Colts play football. I am not. If Peyton Peyton and Eli are commentating it, I'll watch it. Yes, that's it. I'll watch any game if the man cast is on. Uh, let's. Do you have anything else on the Packers? Uh, we're back. We're gonna be back. And by back, I mean we won. I don't know if we're gonna win on Thursday. Uh, Thursday night games are trap games. Yep. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? Um, I'm ready to talk fantasy when you're ready to talk fantasy. I am ready to talk fantasy. Let's do this. Want to start with our redraft league since we got our redraft amigos in the chat. Shout out Gator J. Shout out Kyle. Uh, Let's do it. Let's do redraft. I'll do. I'll read the the some highlights of the weekly report. Uh, okay. So, so, so shout out to say it not say it eight best team in the league with two hundred and two point four points, which is big because the worst team in the league was the previous. Number one seed. He only scored 104 points, and he lost. Um, <clears throat> players of the week. We got uh, Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback position, Dalvin Cook at the running back position, CeeDee Lamb from the wide receiver position, and Travis Kelsey. Okay, this is Dynasty, not Redraft. Thank you, Gator. Yes, this is our Dynasty League chat, not our Redraft chat. Um, bench warmers. I When I looked at the bench warmers, whoa. Greg in our league benched Justin Fields. I was looking at his matchup and I was like, wait, why aren't you playing a quarterback? I didn't want to say it because I already told everyone to set their lineup. So I, yep. I figured he had done it. He later comes out and says he thought he had uh, started Justin Fields. Oh, I know he's sick. He would have won. Jeff Wilson. I wasn't really expecting that one. Uh, obviously, someone had Christian uh, Christian Watson, Bam, and benched him. Shout out, Bam. I don't think he's in here tonight. He also had Cole Komet. Bam, you left a lot of points on your bench, brother. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, you did. Uh, Danny, <clears throat> so let's look at the, the standings right now in, in our in our Dynasty League is interesting. I'm going to start in the National GM Conference because that – well, let, let me start in the American GM Conference. The American GM Conference, I'm still leading the division at 8-2. and two. Um, Three-game lead over Gator J at 5-5. Five and five. Uh Four games left to play. I mean, I, I don't know. 
four games left to play. I'm, I have a three-game lead. I think, what, one more win, and I should solidify myself as, as winning the division? I think so. I think you can yeah. start talking about that. Yeah. In the National GM Conference, this is where this league gets very, very interesting. The National GM Conference has two seven and three teams, a six and four team, and a five and five team. Some hitters, yo. Like the five and five team is the second best scoring team in that division. You're six and four, but you're the worst scoring team in your division. So you're finding ways to just win games. And then there's two seven and three teams, both with a legitimate chance to win the division. So, and I just beat the seven and three team. That was me. I yeah. won with Christian Kirk on a bench. Holla at me. So, the National GM Conference is wide the fuck open. I'm going to be very curious to see who comes out of that one, and hopefully, I can go ahead and solidify my division crown and you know get ready for the playoffs. Get your bye week going. Get ready for the playoffs. Um, all right. Are you ready to get to our redraft league? Let's do it. So, people, we are talking about our redraft league. Let me remind you, this is a 10-person PPR redraft league. Two divisions, NFC and AFC. Currently, Danny is still leading the NFC at 7-3. and three. He lost this past week. And had a big injury at tight end. Danny, you want to talk about it? Yeah, so I think last week we talked about uh, I made a trade for Jalen Hurts. It did not pay dividends this week. Derrick Henry had a bad game. Nick Chubb did his thing. Debo Samuel had a bad game. I'm a worried about Debo. A.J. Brown had a bad game. Josh Jacobs did okay. My only weakness, in my opinion, was a tight end. My tight end was Zach Ertz, and my depth is Evan Ingram. Uh, as you all know, Zach Ertz blew his knee out. So now I am kind of scrambling for some sort of tight end depth. Uh, right now I have made well, – I don't want to tell you because you might take it from me, so I'm not going to say what I what I did, what I'm trying to do. But I'm trying to find some more depth at tight end. Um, Evan Ingram is on a bye this week, so still trying to figure out what I'm going to do on that front. I might try to make some sort of trade for some sort of mid-tier tight end. I have a lot of wide receiver depth. Uh, I might see if I can unload one of my wide receivers for some wide sort receivers. of. You've got right. mad running backs. <laughs> nah, those, those are my bread and butter. Like I, those, I hang my hat on those. So like, I, I might see if I can take George Pickens or Garrett Wilson and see if I can pry away some sort of tight end depth from somebody. I don't need a star. I just need someone who can give me five to six points a week. That's all I need. You need a serviceable tight end. Yeah, I just need a soft book to put that in. I mean, I mean, I have Gabe Davis. You want him? I got. I had Gabe Davis. What I are you know. Talking? I know that was, uh, that was a I joke. Uh, all I got is Pat Fryermuth and Gerald Everett. Yo, on 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 paper, I keep looking at this roster in this particular league of ours, and I don't understand how this team is as bad as it is at four and six. Yeah, I'm that's one, good. I am on a four-game losing streak, but I have Kirk Cousins and Justin Herbert, Tony Pollard, Dante Foreman, David Montgomery, Leonard Fournette. I have Justin Jefferson, Devin DuVernay. I got Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, Chris Olave, Jay Herbo at the quarterback position, Pat Fryer with Gerald Everett, and I'm on a four-game losing streak. It's 
what it really is, and I was thinking about this earlier, and I was ch- kind of chatting about it earlier in our group chat on Twitter. I drafted this team around Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. And yes. literally the worst thing that could possibly happen to my team happened. Keenan Allen got hurt, and all of Justin Herbert's receivers also got hurt. I'm, I mean, I'm fucked. I'm I mean, fucked. let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. John has Dalton Schultz. That's the kind of tight end I need. Do you think he would let me get away with it without giving up any of my running backs? No. No. Okay. He has Jamar Chase on IR. I'm telling you right now. He's banking on he's got Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, and DJ Moore. He needs a running back. He literally needs a running back. He's starting Devin Singletary and Cordell Patterson. He is going to say, you can have Dalton Schultz or Tyler Conklin. I'm gonna need Josh Jacobs, one of the three. He's gonna ask you for one of the three. He's not so. getting those those three, those are my breadwinners. I've won a lot of games on the back of Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry. I'll figure something out. I, I want everyone to know. Y'all remember the dude who I went on the rant about last week? Yes, yes. he fucking did. He lost. He Duh. Did. So now he is in firm fucking last place. Guess, guess who called that one? This guy, whatever, whatever. Let me ask you something, man. Do I start? Do I start Justin Herbert this week against the Chargers, or do I start Kirk Cousins against Dallas? Who are the Chargers playing? The Chiefs. Start him over the Chiefs, dog. Dallas, D, yo, Dallas, Dallas is going to eat Kirk Cousins alive. Like Micah Parsons game on deck. I just look at what I keep going back to this Justin Herbert well and it just has not been paying off and i'm and then you see him sunday night make that crossing route throw like it's like he threw it through that 49ers defender you then you see him do that and you're like okay i believe again yeah so i will say this i'm reading keenan allen supposed to be returning back to practice dog i've been reading this for like the last month i was about to say that sound like last week is he coming back or is he coming back oh we'll know Y'all know uh, I have cousins like two spots ahead in Herbert of my rankings this week. So, Kyle, let me ask you something. Do you think I should play? I have Justin Jefferson, and I also have Keenan Allen. So, I, And I have both of their quarterbacks. So, Kyle, do you think I should go with Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson? Like leave that connection in there and just because – th- because then I would consider then if Keenan Allen does play, I might put Keenan Allen in as my flex. Hmm. But I also have Chris Olave. But does anybody really trust the Saints offense to do anything? Hell no. Shout out to Howard Roseman for getting that first round pick. And one of these days, I would love to know, would absolutely love to know what the hell the Lions are doing with their running backs. I can't, I, I have Jamal Woods, but yo, when I start him, he like, either scores one time and doesn't do anything, or when I bench him, he scores twice and DeAndre Swift does nothing. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Tough don't times. Get it. How many, how many more, how many, do you think uh, the Cowboys have enough on tape with Tony Pollard to say, yo, Zeke, don't, we don't need you to come back. So I think, full disclosure, I think Mike McCarthy wants to give Tony Pollard the start, but I, I think Jerry Jones is, because Jerry Jones made about, no, Zeke is the guy, so runs through Zeke. But I have a feeling the, the people who do this every day, the football minds are probably like, dog, Tony Pollard needs to be RB1. 
so. that'd be that would be my guess because Jerry has come out a couple of times and it's like, no, it's Zeke, it's Zeke, it's Zeke, it's Zeke. I still don't understand that. I mean, I, he loves Zeke. I think there's a soft place in his heart. I think I think he's got uh I think I think he's got a couple million reasons why Zeke's gonna play. Yeah. Uh so Kyle says it's a tough call. I like the cousins and Jefferson. Uh Allen start if uh Keenan plays. I think I may I think I may too. But I am gonna really I think the, the scary part is Chargers and Chiefs is Sunday night game. Oof. Chargers and the Chiefs are a Sunday night game. So really, so the Chief, the Chargers get two Sunday night games in a row. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, also, Kyle, since you're here, how do you feel about David Montgomery with Khalil Herbert on IR now? Randomly, I hope that I have I have David Montgomery in our dynasty league, and I really need him to do something for me. I'm gonna tell you right now, if David, if David Montgomery or Leonard Fournette like actually like starts producing the way I drafted them to, I'm telling you, my team. Okay, so here's the definition of my team: boom or bust. But when they boom, my team can go the fuck off. But when they bust, I should not even, I shouldn't even be allowed to be drafting in fantasy. And and this is how I know that this 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 is how I know this team in particular is a straight boomer bust you know i drafted pretty similarly across multiple leagues in terms of uh, whoever my quarterback is trying yeah. to find their best offensive weapon and try to match it so let me go through my, my 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 leagues i'm in five leagues five leagues nine and one eight and two seven and three five mm. and four four and, no hold on nine and one we played 10 games right yeah nine and yes. one Seven and three, nine and one, eight and two, seven and three, uh, five and four, four and six in this redraft league. But when I after draft day, I said, "Oh no, this re- the 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 team I have in this redraft league." I said, "Hands down, this is my best team. This one, this is the one I think will win it all." And that one has been the most fucking frustrating. And the team I was like, eh, "I don't know," has been my best team. Because essentially, I picked up Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and then I traded for Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, fam, that team is a, a problem. When the Chiefs are on offense, everyone I play, ju- they just hate me. Oh, man, you're only doing that because you got Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And? 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 Too bad Juju's out. I have Juju, too. But he's. I feel like he's going to be out this week. I think he is, too. So here's what I'm thinking about doing. It's last thing I'm going to say when we get about here. I'm thinking about in this league. I I drafted Najee Harris, my first round pick. I'm I'm I've been trying to trade him. No one wants to do it. The trade deadline's passed. He's going to be benched for a while by me. I'm thinking about picking up Jarek McKinnon. I'm thinking about running Patrick Mahomes, Jarek McKinnon, Travis Kelsey, uh, and that's if Juju don't play. If Juju don't play, I'm gonna run my usual. Uh, okay. I hope Juju plays. I hope I hope he does too. Yo, this I have a team, lot of people on buys. This team, I'm telling you, this team is nice. Patrick Mahomes, uh, I'll, last, I'll run my last week. Patrick Mahomes, Damian Pierce, Jeff Wilson, Jalen Waddle, Juju, Travis Kelsey, Devontae Smith. Uh, I got Harrison Bucker. I got Najee Harris. I got DJ Moore, James Robinson, Devin Duvernay, and then my backup quarterback is Tua Tagovailoa. 
I am nine and one, and I have been slapping some teams around. Like when I was when I was six, seven, and no, everyone was like, uh, when I was four, five, six, no, everyone was like, no, this team is only a matter of time, it's only a matter of time. And I keep telling, I was like, yo, Patrick Mahomes, like, first off, he's spreading the wealth around, and I have his best receiver, like, legitimately his best receiver. Are you shitting me? Also, shout out to Lamar and Mark Andrews because I need that connection to come back. Yes, they are back, baby. I'm back. I'm yo. Unless you know what I'm saying. How many you think? How, I mean, what are your league? What are your records in leagues? You're in two or three? Yeah, I'm only I'm in three, so uh, I am six and four in dynasty. I am seven, seven and two, seven and three or seven and two. Seven three, seven three. Played, You're right. Yeah, and then I'm in a Yahoo fantasy league with some old colleagues of mine. I do not care about this league at all. I participate. I am three and seven. So you really got two leagues, okay? Yeah, okay. like I, I really don't be paying attention to this. And half say, my team is hurt. I will say this is like the first year because I've been doing like like drafts, like workbooks, and trying to figure out my drafting strategy. But this is the first year I legitimately went in and said. Whoever the my best offensive skill position player is, go and get their quarterback. And I can tell you it has been very, very successful. Very interesting. Successful. Um, now, do I think this will be an every year thing? No, because that's it's gonna be hard. But I I I'm, I'm start, I think you gotta just find connections. Like yeah. and that that league where I was nine and where I'm nine and one, a lot of people don't know. My my original go-to was to get Stefan Diggs after Najee Harris, because then I would immediately picked up Josh Allen. But what happened was somebody took somebody took Stefan Diggs. The dude before me took Stefan Diggs. So he took Stefan Diggs. I immediately took Travis Kelsey. Just immediately took Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And then when it snaked out, snaked around to me, I immediately took Patrick Mahomes. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna figure this shit out. Then I took then I took Jalen Waddle, and Jalen Waddle was really the steal. Jalen, Jalen was the Gator. Gator J had Jalen Waddle on the on the trading block earlier this season, and I thought about it. I was like, Nah, I'm good. I should have Gator. I should have came and talked to you. Now I'm the price listening. of the brick is high. I'm I'm considering going in, like going really trying to go all in and trying to win this year in this league. Hey, come talk to me. I'm looking to build. I'd love to have my second round pick back. I'd love to have my second round pick back if you if you if you talking right. I only get I only get only get like three picks next year. I only get we only get three rounds next year. That's really three people. So I, don't know, yeah, I gotta come, think about it. I got two me. I got two second round picks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep. I got two first uh, round picks. I know. That's a yo how do you feel? How do you feel though about that? Because you technically Technically, we both really won this trade. If you like, really think about it. Yeah, it was a win-win. We, like, easily both really won this trade. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with the trade. I have my eyes on some people for our redraft league. I don't want to reveal my strategy, but and then I have John Mechie coming back hopefully next year off IR. Javante oh, Williams will be back. Will be coming off IR. So I don't this year like if I make the playoffs and win cool I don't expect it like my team is really in shambles right now hopefully next year we'll come back full strength get some promising rookies maybe make some picks maybe make some trades we'll see yo I might I might try to be like the Rams I might try to go all in if I win if you know what I'm saying if I'm lucky enough to win well, what do you well, what do you need what do you need 
a wide receiver. And I say that I think I have Tyreek Hill in this league. Okay. I mean But I need like a I want a, like another No, I don't have Tyreek Hill in this league. Excuse okay. Me. I mean you want like a like no, a I do. Like I do. I do. Excuse me. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um Yeah, like, I do. I need yeah. it. I just like a Mike Evans or like a Christian Kirk? Maybe, but I also I also want a stud and I might just I might I might Christian I might I might I might dangle out two first round picks and see if someone can give me their best wide receiver. I mean Christian uh I'll give you Christian Kirk for one of those first round picks. I'll give you Christian Kirk for a second and a third. Let me look at your roster. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. All right. Yeah, let me look at your roster. Y'all, once we sign off, make sure to catch Jader, Gator J on Cheat Sheet at 9.30. All right. And, Danny, let the people know where to find us. I'm going to find us a little song for us to maybe get out of Find me on this bird app at DannyOcean41. Uh, if you see my eyes wandering off the, the screen, you do have to re-kill in this league. I am on D's team trying to figure out if there's a way. We can figure out a trade for two first round picks. Yo, I got to think about that one because he might Ooh. have it. He said Devontae Adams for two first round picks. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can top that. All but right. it looks like it looks like you need a tight end. I have I have two decent tight ends. I have Dalton Schultz. I got I got Mark Andrews. Oh, that's right. So I got TJ Hawkinson and Dalton Schultz. But never mind. You got Mark Andrews. Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams on the same team with Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry. Oh my that's, god, that's that's oh. vicious. <laughs> nah, I don't know, Gary. Are you sure you want to do that, dog? Are, are you sure you want to do like from a competitive standpoint? Are you sure you want to do that? Gator J said, "Come holler at him." No. Um, all right, Danny, let the people know where to find us. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, speak on it underscore. I mean, speak on it underscore pod again. Always, as always, speak to us, send your questions, speak on a pod 14 at gmail.com. It could be anything fantasy related, it can be any kind of question. Speak on a pod 14 at gmail.com for your questions. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, speak on an underscore pod D. Where can the folks find you? People, make sure you're following the kid on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch, on YouTube, anywhere where you can find socials. Even on Be Real, if you're a Be Realer, I'm here. At okay. Mix, that's L-O-S-D-E-E-M-I-X. Make sure y'all holla at me. I'm here. Love the people. Uh, love, the, love the chatter. Shout out Kyle, Gator J, everyone for pulling up. If you're listening um, via the audio, uh, make sure you like, make sure you comment. Uh, we're really trying to we're really trying to grow both the you know the, the our, our own platforms, but as well as the the, the, the pod. We're trying to you know what I'm saying we want to expand our audience. Um, I think this song I'm about to play. The song I'm about to play is from uh, a new 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 album last week dropped by one of the greatest of all time and Nas. He linked up okay. uh, with producer Hit Boy for the third installment of their. Uh, King's Disease series. This is KD3. This song right here is called I'm on Fire. Here, I'm going to start over. Give this a little bit of flavor. We out.